race for Congress continues to be indications of the split decision that we thought was possible. Republicans seem like they are going to hold on to control of the U.S. Senate at this hour, though there are still a lot of votes to count. The GOP has already defeated a Democratic senator in Indiana and may do the same in Florida, though that race is very close. In the House, it is a different story as Democrats are slowly picking their way through a number of GOP seats in a variety of states. At this point, they don't have that many official wins, but they are poised to pick up a number of seats in Pennsylvania, Illinois, New Jersey, Kansas, and other states. And we haven't even started to see returns from out west or in California. Once again, I will stress, Chris, that there are a lot of votes to count, and we'll certainly be watching the figures from the two U.S. House races in the Atlanta suburbs involving incumbent Republicans Karen Handel and Rob Woodall. And we have some numbers now in both of those races. Let's check in on those because, as you heard uh, Eric Erickson telling us uh, just a few minutes ago, and Jim Galloway from the AJC, these numbers uh, that we have seen so far, even though they are not near complete, uh, are both interesting and potentially alarming for the Republicans. Let's have team coverage of that now, starting with WSB's Edgar Tragitz in the News Center. Well, Chris, indeed, the battle between Karen Handel and political newbie Lucy McBath in the sixth has indeed been tight through the evening. Late numbers here right now, top of this hour, the edge to handle ahead of McBath, nearly 52% to roughly 48. The 6th Congressional encompassing parts of DeKalb, Fulton, and Cobb. And when you look inside these returns, McBath does have the lead in DeKalb right now, but not by terribly much, almost 54 to 47%. Fulton County, a narrow edge there to handle. And in Cobb County, a big lead for handle there. Again, at the moment, handle the 52 to 48 lead overall on McBath in the 6th Congressional. Now, over to what's happening in the 7th. Latest from WSB's Jennifer Griffiths. Right. In the race for the 7th District, Carolyn Bordeaux is leading Republican Rob Woodall, 51.4 to 49 percent. Now, this district has seen some major demographic shifts before, mostly conservative. Now, Gwinnett County, more Democratic, and that is the county in which Bordeaux is leading. And in Forsyth County, where it tends to be more conservative, that is where Woodall is leading there. But again, still a very tight race. Carolyn Bordeaux at 51.4 percent to Rob Woodall's 49 percent. Reporting live, Jennifer Griffiths, WSB. And in the governor's race to the moment, 56% of the precincts reporting in now Kemp over Abrams by a margin of 55 to 44%. WSB Sandra Parrish is live at Kemp headquarters in Athens. Uh, and Sandy, of course, they're watching the governor's race there, but I'm sure they are at this point following very closely those two uh, congressional races we were just hearing about. Well, they are, but, you know, a lot of supporters here are just waiting for the race to be called for Brian Kemp. Among those is former governor and U.S. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue, who says the numbers have been strong for Republicans in Georgia all night. On behalf of Brian and the whole uh, Republican team for Jeff and Gary and Brad and all the others, for Chris Carr, I want to thank you all for getting out. The numbers were really good all up and down the line. I think it's going to be a clean, red sweep in Georgia, and the blue wave stops right here. Of course, he didn't really address the, the two seats here at Handel and Rob Woodall when he was up on stage. But the ballroom here at the Classic Center has been packed with supporters for Kemp, not only from Athens, but from around the state as well. They're ready to see him as their next governor. Reporting live in Athens, Pedro Parrish, WSB. Here's a projection from ABC. This is not a surprise, but it is of some importance. Mitt Romney wins the Senate race in Utah, the former Republican presidential nominee stepping back into the political arena 
in a big way. Monica Pearson, Eric Von Hessler joining me here in the studio, 1006 at WSB. And uh, this becomes uh, crunch time, guys, I think, based on this one also critical for Democrats if they have any hope of claiming the Senate tonight. McCaskill has to hold on to that seat in Tennessee. Congresswoman Marsha Blackburn uh, defeating uh, very handily at the moment uh, the former governor Phil Bredesen, the Democrat, 56 to 42 percent. That race in Arizona, the county just getting underway, McSally and Cinema is virtually a tie. And in Texas, uh, again, guys, uh, one that the polls have been all over the place, but with 15% of the precincts now in, Ted Cruz, the incumbent Republican, former presidential candidate, is just barely leading O'Rourke 50.4 uh, to an even 49%. Once the mics were off, Eric Von Hessler and I continued chatting just before that last break. It's celebrity over accomplishment. I'm mm -hmm. wondering if Trump has completely, not even starting with Trump, because we've had... We've had rock star candidates at the national level before. People may forget when Clinton came onto the scene. Obama was certainly a rock star candidate. And then Trump, uh, just an over-the-top rock star candidate. And I look at someone like Beto O'Rourke that no one had heard of six months ago who kind of turned into a celebrity yeah. and a rock star. And I'm wondering if people are voting based more on uh, personality now than necessarily political philosophy because it seems like if you can share Shake it up and get out there and make some noise. You got a chance. Or if you appeal to to people, if you give them a message yeah. that touches them, where they really need to feel it, where they feel you are their quote savior, that you are in their frame of mind, then they will vote for you. But cause, see, I remember when uh, president before he became President Obama, when he spoke at the Democratic National Convention many years before he became <laughs> a candidate. You start building that national look. Mm -hmm. And personality is important. Yeah. Well, good candidates matter. Yeah. Good people, candidates people matter. People forget, and there are people not old enough to remember that Bill Clinton was just a long-winded politician who'd been made he fun of for being booed off the yes. stage booed until the he stage. went on Jay Leno and mm -hmm. played the sa or Arsenio, Saxon. it was. So, Arsenio played the saxophone. Yeah. Maybe that's kind of where it started. Uh, understanding that good personalities and good candidates I matter. I take it back further. I take it yeah. to Reagan. Yeah, I take it to Reagan. He was in. Uh, uh, I would Mr. take it Chip to him. Goes to town. Yes. Or he was Newt Rockne. I would have it start no, with would, Reagan. Well, I guess Clinton was too, but Reagan was a two-term governor of California. Yeah. But you he know, was still uh, an actor. He was an actor. <laughs> yes, I know. But I mean, he had he had said, "Okay, I've done this political thing, and I've done it on a big stage." Uh, you could say Clinton was as well, but no one thought that Arkansas was producing political rock stars at exactly. that time. And you want to think about how crazy the times are that we live in now? Do you remember how scandalous it was that he played the saxophone oh, on a right talk show? <laughs> <laughs> Eric Erickson is at Kemp HQ again tonight. ABC News just called it for Ted Cruz, of all things. Sure enough. Wow. Right. You're trying really? just at the right moment. All right. Yes. So it's going to be a squeaker. Um, yeah. I so, I, I, listen, I have just I have traded text messages with Ted Cruz's pollster. They expect him to win by a point and a half. Wow. Wow. Well, I take everything back that I just said. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, they. It, this was, and I'm being told actually. I'm, I'm being told this by his team directly. They did not see this in the polling. After the president campaigned for him in Houston, there was a four-point shift to O'Rourke. 
and that wow. the shift has continued the entire way. They assumed they would still have padding, um, but it is way closer than anyone expected, and he has underperformed all the other Republicans. So there are no moral victories in politics. Cruz wins, Cruz now, wins, but what does what does it mean in a big uh, metaphysical it, picture? This, this, I, I, I honestly think it, it takes Ted Cruz out as some sort of major leader when the Texas Republicans themselves have issues with him. And Ted's a dear friend of mine. I, I, I love the guy, but this is this is problematic for him, and everyone says this is on him. It's not on the staff. It's, it's not on anyone else. This is a Ted Cruz personality issue. How's it looking in the governor's race? What are you picking up there? Uh, so I, I, I disagree with you guys. I think we'll know tonight. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason I think we'll know is because I've got the adjusted total exits now. Uh, and the black vote in Georgia didn't exceed 29%. And you really need to get it to 31, 32% to really push this into runoff territory. And it's not there. No one took her seriously uh, on in the GOP. And a lot of people didn't take her seriously on, in the Democratic Party that she would mobilize young and new voters. And she did. It's just that pre-existing Democratic voters voters appear to have shifted slightly to the right in the last four years. Eric, less than a minute here. Fox News has called the House of Representatives for the Democrats. They are out there alone at the moment. Is it premature? I think it is, but I believe them. Um, there are Republicans actually think they may be able to hold it off by about five seats. I'm not sure that's the case. I, I have long thought the House was going to go to the Democrats. And remember, we still haven't gotten out to California yet, where you've got the jungle primaries. In some cases, you've got uh, two Democrats where there used to be a Republican who are running. So I, I think the House is probably gone. I think Fox jumped the gun too early in that. But yeah, statistically, I think right now Nate Silver's gives the Democrats a 5-7 and seven chance of keeping the House, but he gives the Republicans a 14-15 and 15 chance of keeping the Senate. Bill Crane is back with us. Quick, Bill, just a few seconds. Do you think that Fox call is premature? No. Nope. On the money? No? Nope. I don't think it's premature. I think the Republicans will lose the House. Pierce Rob Woodall has lost the 7th Congressional District, which was not yes, considered he has. In, uh, the, in Gwinnett County, and Stacey Abrams is killing it there, 13 percentage points ahead of Brian Kemp in Gwinnett. So, I, no, I think that's an accurate call. All right, very good. So, surprises tonight, and the night is, as in politics, still young. Even though it's, my bedtime's 10.30, it's 10.20, <laughs> but we're going to continue right on here. And we'll listen at 10.26 p.m. ABC News projects that the Republicans will retain control of the United States Senate. ABC News projecting Republicans will retain control of the United States Senate. WSB political analyst Bill Crane is here. Uh, monumental importance, but not really a surprise. The Democrats had some doorway to this, but it was narrow. There were 34 or 35 seats up. 26 of those were Democrats, so the Democrats were much more vulnerable, had many more states up, and had a lot of states up that Donald Trump won in 2016. But I think the news for the night on the Senate side is it looks like because of some of these races are trending Republican, there may be a net pickup of three more seats to the GOP. So instead of being 51-49, they could come back 54 or 55, which is a much, in terms of confirmation of cabinet members, confirmation of judges, all of that becomes easier when you don't have to count every single vote or have the vice president break ties. And so our focus now nationally shifts entirely to the House of Representatives, which...